Alrighty then. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody, and thank you so much for being listening in on the very first podcast brought to you by the Adapt Crypto Crew. My name is Daniel, but you all can call me the Crypto Bender, and I have the immense pleasure of being the host of the inaugural podcast episode. Now, 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 I can hear you all in the background saying, who the heck is the Adapt Crypto Crew? Well, please allow me to explain. The Adapt Crypto Crew is a group of cryptocurrency traders and investors who scour the interwebs every single day, constantly searching for the lowest of low cap gems, the juiciest crypto news, and the best possible crypto plays. All for you. Only for you. We only want the best for you, my friends. As we begin, I would just like to go ahead and introduce our participants in today's podcast. First up, I'm just going across the top of my Zoom screen. Let's introduce Lara. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Next up on my little thumbnails is Marsh McDan. Say hello. What's happening? Y'all can't probably see it, but he just dabbed <laughs> a couple times. Next yeah. up, we have Gooding. Hey, guys. Good to be here. All right. Strong words from the <laughs> de facto leader here. And coming up, last but not least, is Eric, or Meow. <laughs> What's up, guys? So I hope everyone can hear us loud and clear. Uh, just to kick it off, uh, we're going to go going through uh, one main topic and potentially a couple secondary topics. But main topic of today's discussion is going to be on Uniswap and the future of the Uni governance token and the Uniswap ecosystem. So just as a little background, Uniswap is a decentralized exchange with an automated market maker feature. Uh, and just this past mm, couple months, uh, on September 16th, Uniswap released their governance token, um, which was of particular significance to the user base because with their governance token launch, they also airdropped 15% of the total supply to not just people who invested in it, but even just casual traders who have used it once. And that 400 token airdrop at the time of release was about $1,200. People were cashing in hard and thanking their crypto stimulus. In order to advance the ecosystem, just a little bit more background. The governance token was mineable through liquidity pools. So essentially, if you're unfamiliar with the mechanic, you could mine free uni just by providing your liquidity, your funds into one of four central mining pools. Uh, all ETH pools, one was of the pair wrapped Bitcoin. They had a USDT stable coin uh, with ETH pairing a USDC ETH pairing and a DAI ETH pairing. And those were all going to be providing, I believe it was 5 million or 50 million uh, over the course of the liquidity mining phase, which was to take place over about two months. And those really took off the total value locked into the 
protocol of Uniswap was let's see, it was $3.15 billion in locked funds. Just recently, the liquidity mining phase ended and we're here to talk about it. Did, did anyone here add any liquidity? I, I definitely did. Any farming? Did. I, uh, but I, I mean, I want to say up front that the uni airdrop was probably one of the most exciting things that's ever happened to me. Uh, just getting this free money. I mean, uh, it's it's a pretty dangerous, uh, scary place uh, doing Uniswap and, and looking for low cap gems and to wake up and have literally more than $1,000 just given to you. Uh, I, I just think it was a genius move marketing wise and also just to, to enrich the community. I think it had a huge effect uh, just psychologically on uh, everybody that's trading at this level. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll agree with that because... I didn't even really touch Uniswap until that airdrop. And I started to really investigate what Uniswap was about. And I'm glad I did because now we're here. So thanks, airdrop. Yeah, yeah and I think it, it gave it gave the market a bit of a boost as well. Definitely. It came, it came right at that time when things were sort of starting to drop off and maybe a lot of people were losing interest because they were losing money. Uh, and then instantly you had this sort of cash injection uh, to keep going through uh yeah when, when did the airdrop happen exactly what do you remember what day that was was september 16th right september 16th so right when the market was sort of turning down uh in mid-september yeah for me it was critical just uh to get that that, that special <laughs> little present i didn't go buy a ps5 but uh it was definitely 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 a great move i would say yeah and then eric i think you had a point as well no, I was just going to say, I was just going to agree with Marsh. It was super exciting in my life as well, just waking up to that that uh, 400 drop. And um, I, yeah, I actually, that was my first dabble in providing liquidity as well, because I just had to, to jump in and provided some on the die pool. And um, very curious to see actually how much, how many tokens we get back from the mining. For sure. Now, just go ahead and uh, we're going to move on to the next small point. The... Uni token started off around $2 in value per token, uh, quickly moved up to three. And then within a week, it had peaked around $9. Uh, don't have CoinGecko up at the moment, but I believe that was around the peak. Uh, and then over the past two months, the value of each individual token has just bled out slowly over time, uh, up until about a week ago, two weeks ago. Uh, when it bottomed at just under $2. I think it was at about $1.80 before it started rocketing up, back up in value, peaking at a little over $4. And I just opened CoinGecko. It's actually almost at $4 again. I got three ninety three on oh, mine. Three ninety three. Yeah, it looks like the high was $8.40. I remember that. Uh, and the low <laughs> was $1.103. Yeah, pretty wide range, actually. Yeah, insane. And a lot of people were attributing the drop in value just to the uh, inflation rate since uh, with all the mining going on, the value of the token is obviously going to be heavily diluted by people selling. Um, anyone have any particular thoughts on now that the liquidity mining phase is over, what the value of the token is going to go to? Wild speculations, moon boy theory. <laughs> I think the Unitoken will go up with the market until they come up with a better use case for the token um, now that it's not a, a part of the staking. Um, I feel like it'll 
it'll go up, but not because of uh, its use case, but only because the market itself, the crypto market, is going up. Anyone else? Yeah, I think I, so I can see a lot of sell pressure on there. You know, people getting their um their earnings from the farming and getting rid of it, and especially with, I mean, you've got governance as you know as the utility, and um, you need to have a shit ton of it to actually be able to make a proposal <laughs> and to vote even. So I think the realistic view of of holding it for governance reasons is all is quite unrealistic, really. Um, I don't think anything has passed yet out of anything that was, That's that what was, I um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, I think it's going to get to a point where people are just like, eh, I've still got my free tokens. I'll just get rid of them now. <laughs> you know? I mean, I love the governance concept in, in general, but I, I, I honestly don't think that many people care as much about it as the developers do. Um, they just want to make money. Uh, right. There's been all this talk of, of all the money just flowing into sushi swap. But uh, at least in my mind, so much of this world just flows off of hype and and sort of excitement. And Sushi Swap, like at that time, got this terrible name for. I'm trying to remember all the details that the chef was the, anonymous. The incident. Yeah, and he, I don't know what did he do. He tried to he, empty the pool well, or something. Yeah, and he sold all his tokens. Right, it, he sold all uh, his tokens. It was like yeah. ten million dollars worth of tokens. It was Damn. a straight dump on the market. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is good for him, right? But I think that sort of permanently tarnished the name. And, and even if people don't yeah. remember the details, they remember that something sort of sketchy went down with sushi, yeah. sushi swap. Sushi swap. Yeah. And, um, and to give the give the developer credit, he did uh, return all the tokens. However, a lot of that trust had disappeared from that incident. Um, and that's why it's important. If you're responsible for you know the future of the project, you really got to brush up on those leadership skills and you put your community and one of those skills is to put your community first. So um, these actions definitely weren't in favor of his community, in my opinion. Uh, we're going to go back to that point later, um, but that's something that we'll be uh, addressing in a, in a little bit. Sorry, guys. Let's go ahead and keep going with the just purely on the uni price point. Um, now that we are in a uh, Less diluted supply. Any short-term theories? I, I think I'm just looking at CoinGecko right now. I mean, when you're really analyzing it, like it's currently got an 843 million dollar market cap. So, I mean, I don't know how Moonboy you can really go with it. <laughs> you know, like uh, to, to do two two X from here, that's to go to 1.6 billion, which would put it what top five, top three, something like that. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it doing big moves, but I think it will probably, as as uh, Daniel said, it's going to keep going up as the market goes up. Over the last seven days, it's gone up around about twenty five percent. But I honestly think it's just because of the, it's oversold over September, October, and started like uh, sorry, the the first week of November. Um, but it's yeah, like I think it'll move with the market. Um, I don't think it has the a long-term bull case that supports it because that utility for the token is not there. Yeah, I guess it sort yeah, of depends great. on how they develop it. Um, apparently, there's whispers of having some new sort of features come up. Um, but at least as far as Uniswap itself, I I, I don't really see it going anywhere, uh, like away in the in the short term. That's that they're really sort of the hub, uh, and they do have a lot of trust from the community. So yeah, it probably isn't gonna 
10 X from here, but um, yeah, I don't see it completely evaporating or, or having some sort of rug pull or something. I think uh, there's a lot of trust in, in Uniswap in the community. For sure. And that's something I wanted to bring up as well. Um, with the, the sushi swap discussion, um, there was a lot of speculation from myself included of all the, the TVL, the total value locked in Uniswap migrating over to SushiSwap. And we did actually see that happen. Uh, at the time of the, before liquidity mining ended, probably started about a day, day and a half beforehand, the TVL of SushiSwap was about 250 million and the TVL in Uniswap was number one uh, at around 3.15 billion, something like that. And right now, SushiSwap is sitting at about a little over a billion, 1.05, 1.06 billion. And Uniswap is down way, way down to about 1.3 billion. Damn. But the thing is, when you look at the info sites on SushiSwap and Uniswap, you check the volume. You, the volume on Uniswap is not actually that affected, but volume on SushiSwap is way, way up. So right now, if you're looking on the weekly, uh, SushiSwap is up 69% on the week, and Uniswap is up 13% on the week. Not bad. Very interesting. I mean, have any of you actually used Sushi? sushi I can't say it. SushiSwap. Have any of you actually used, the, no. used it? <laughs> no, I haven't. They need to have the coins, right? And at the end of the day, if you're, if you're jumping into launches and they're only launching on uni people are, you know, the developers are deciding specifically to just only, only launch on uni. You don't really have much of a choice. Once you're there, you're there, you know? Cause I guess that's sort of the battle that all uh, sort of decentralized exchanges are having right now that they just, they can't have, they can't compete with Uniswap for the liquidity and the user base. Uh, and what can you do to convince people to, to come off your platform, especially if you don't have a, a billion dollars locked <laughs> in the pools. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Well, apparently the way to do that is to offer them tons and tons and tons of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'll do it. Definitely. Uh, yeah, that's just the question. I guess that's just the question if this trend continues, uh, if people will keep putting money into sushi, sushi swap. Yeah, I guess that's yet to be seen. Um, there is a new developer or whatever, um, like kind of a tease on Dex tools that a sushi swap integration for their liquidity pools and pairings is coming up as well. So who knows? Things are looking pretty bullish for sushi swap, at least in the short to midterm. And things are actually looking pretty stable for Uniswap. So it doesn't seem like there is a lot to be worried about if you're a Uniswap maximist. Well, that's that's just this low cap crypto in general. Expect the unexpected. I, I, I can't even <laughs> pretend to predict the future here. I think that's a really good point. Uh, like, I think you really got to give, like, before anyone, like, kind of, you know, writes, suit, writes uh, Uniswap off, like, you got to give Aiden Adams and their team, like, a lot of props because... They've pulled out surprises like over and over. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to to be surprised by them again. Because uh, that's the rumor, right? That they, they are going to uh, reintroduce some sort of um, percentage gain just from, from even holding the token or, or, or the liquidity pools that there will uh, return some sort of reason to have uh, money in the liquidity pools. 
get you get, get all your gas fees back just for holding it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, have any of you all looked into some of the uh, implemented proposals or, well, just any of the proposals in general on the governance uh, site for Uniswap? No, actually. Have you? <laughs> well, I have. I was just curious <laughs> if anyone else had been as curious on it. No, I, no, I did some I research and the, I, most of them failed from what I could tell. Mm. Um, and, the, and that was based on the fact that they need, four, like you said earlier, Lara, uh, either a lot of tokens, and I think they need like 40 million votes or something as well, just to pass something. Damn. So. Yeah. Sounds excessive. Yeah, you need, yeah, 1% just, you need to hold 1% to have a vote. And you need, um, yeah, which is like 10 mil uni. That's the 1%. And you think about what's actually in circulation. So it's not one, it's 1% of the total amount, not what's in circulation. So in reality, it's more like seven or 8% that you really need to have in order, in order to vote. Whoa. So it's, it's pretty unrealistic at, at this point that anything is really going to go through. And remember that the team, the team has a pretty large chunk mm. as well. For voting so i don't really know how much it is it's you know the people's the people's governance when um the team is holding such a big percentage so just yeah. to make a small point on that real quick um with the governance structure they have uniswap in their um i guess their release article blog was they said they would promise not to participate in any governance from the start um i believe there is now a delegate your unit feature so you can delegate your share of votes to another user or institution whatever else um the main issue that people have faced with the governance proposal so far is actually the number of users delegating and voting in the first place because both proposals that were put up failed to reach the required minimum amount of votes to pass or fail a proposal period it was a total of 40 million uni yeah yeah if you can't get those numbers in the first place it doesn't matter what the majority wants because it doesn't pass exactly which is where i still think that you know wh whether they're whether the team are actually voting or not that they're still gonna even by not voting by not doing anything with the coins they have, that they're preventing things from coming through, right? Um, I mean, they're not, they, they discussed investing over four years, um, the team tokens, but they're not sitting in a smart contract. They're not sitting in, in wallets that are, are actually preventing them from being able to spend them or move them around. So not really sure how that actually works. Um, and they've, they've been pretty secretive on, on, on that in general, really. Yeah, the sort of sort of participation does seem like it's it's a it's a difficult sell just in general, not just for Uniswap, but, but uh, it sort of reminds me of this problem that that uh, Ethereum 2.0 is having, just having people put the money in and, and to start the mainnet. I guess there are people with a lot of money, but then they're distracted with other things. They can't be bothered to consistently follow the journey of just one of the coins or assets that they're holding and yeah do all the research and keep voting and stuff i mean i'm trying to picture having 40 million dollars in uni that means you have a bunch of money and other stuff at least uh and yeah, then it's just, make, 
totally mega whale. (laughs) I I feel like if I, yeah, if I was in that boat, then I wouldn't be bothered to even be looking at the proposals. But uh, yeah, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think anyone can. (laughs) Yeah. I I guess the question also is, is, do people really care? You know, um, a lot of the times it's when you have a lot of, a lot of cooks in the kitchen per se, um, it just creates disaster. You know, sometimes it's actually good to have a few people making those decisions. And if you don't like them, you go elsewhere. Simple as that. Um, rather than trying to argue your case to get through, you know, um, I mean, you know, that's how you end up with Trump as president, you know, it's yeah, no, I, but it is, um, I think it is an important question just for the crypto world in general. How do you sort of democratize it a little bit, uh, give some decision making to your user base while still keeping things moving forward at a at a reasonable pace uh, and not just being sort of stuck and hamstrung by waiting for your users to participate when they don't actually want to? Uh, Like a lot of things, there's this conflict happening in in, in crypto, I see. That's a good question, really, is that if if no one does vote, what, like, uh, are there the owners and developers actually going to make decisions themselves? Right. Or they, it really has stuck. to be through voting. Like, then they're stuck like waiting, is it literally right? stagnant. Yeah. Because they also then probably have to have a backup plan or like a full plan in the background in general, just if nobody weighs in. So it doesn't take six months for them to move to their next phase. If they wait till Ooh. now to plan what they're doing next because nobody voted, then then yeah all the air goes out of it eventually so that actually brings up an interesting point of how do you incentivize people to participate in the governance structure in the first place can does anyone know of any successful governance protocols that have that you know incentive built in hmm i mean that there have been some projects where um the governance has helped in terms of you know, choosing to burn tokens, et cetera, et cetera, to, to help the the community in gaining more, whether it's through farming or what have you. Um, tokenomics um, voting as well, specifically to tokenomics, but they, they're not they're not coins that are necessarily attached to tech. You know, it's not like it's not like Parsec if they decided to to make a governance token that you'd be really choosing what where you want them to move the tech to. Um, I think in terms of what has worked with the governance in the past, it's really only in those coins that are uh, really centered around the community and benefiting that community in whichever way, whether it's through the gaming of the, te- of the tokenomics or whether it's the, you know, farming and trying to get that price up or make it more valuable for, um, to create more volume. Otherwise, I don't even think that it's it's useful to be honest. Um, I personally, I mean, I've seen I've seen some projects fall apart because of it. <laughs> There's just too many; they just can't decide. No, you know? it's true. And, I mean, I I don't know what's best for Parsec. I I feel like they do, honestly. Uh, and it's yeah, I guess it's fun to vote. It it, it 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 triggers some sort of participation, but if it doesn't come, yeah, it you you end up hamstringing the development. Ooh. Going back to the uh, the governance of uh, the actual Uni token and their their e- ecosystem, since they haven't had any successful votes, just because the threshold for passing a vote is too high, 
or it hasn't been reached yet, do we think that the uh, proposal threshold should be lowered? Absolutely. I think I so. Mean, yeah. you... If you're on a zero win rate. I mean, you've got even, you know, um, Anya Conray was trying to get, pull people's votes in and couldn't get the numbers. Like. Because you really need 40 million uni tokens? That's like. Mm. You what need, is that at this um, point? You like need the... that many voted in order for whatever has oh, been voted okay, on total. to pass. Okay. Yeah. Because that's, so yeah, that's, that's to uh, reach quorum on a proposal. Okay. Mm. Okay. So but you, you could... need you need 1% to put a vote in in the first place. So to, you uh, could, oh, you need 1%. Yeah. So, so you need if, 10 mil, yeah. 10 million uni tokens to vote in the first place. 10, 10 million? Yeah. Or 1 million? 10 million. 10. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's an insane amount. Yeah. Uh, $30 million. Forty million dollars, crazy. Yeah, that's that's, that's like beyond whale size. I mean, hmm. you have no choice but to, to. Yeah, <laughs> you have no choice but to you know to, to pull pull your votes in. Really. Um, yeah, no, it's a shame because I think it's something that could get normal people excited about if they think they have sort of some sort of not not like control, but they're weighing in on the, on 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 a company or a platform that they're interested in. Like, I don't know, I could picture being able to to vote on like PlayStation or something that's more popular uh, in, for regular people that that would be interesting to gamers, probably, if they could vote on what game is going to come up next, for example. Um, but those gamers are only going to have like 50 bucks or something, you know, in, in PlayStation <laughs> store credit. And if you said you had to have a million dollars to vote, then, yeah, it's just not going to generate much interest. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it quite from a marketing standpoint. Uh, well, it's it's a little nuanced. Um, the one percent thing is to submit a governance proposal. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure you can vote with uh, any amount of Unicode uh, amounts, but you know, to actually be a big dog and make decisions and have like right. an actual influence on the vote, then you would need to either delegate to someone who's going to vote in your favor or have enough to influence the vote on your own. Now, the second proposal that went forth um, in the governance structure was actually, it was, it was a two-part proposal. So the first was to lower the threshold um, to 30 million, uh, 3% of the uni supply to reach quorum. And then I think it was 10 million to pass, which was way, way less than obviously what's currently uh, in place. And the whole controversy over that a couple of weeks ago was that the the people that put forth the initial proposals had enough votes delegated in their favor to submit and pass every single proposal. Did it pass? No. It, no, it didn't. It failed. Um, it's funny though, because they had probably about 90% of the required tokens on their own to vote yes, but they didn't get enough users to vote to pass it. So good overall, but you know, those should have in the first place been two separate proposals. Yeah. I think in general, things need to be separated. Um, you, yeah, you, you get into, 
you're getting to difficult waters when you you pull everything together into one proposal that you're either voting for everything or you're voting against everything. That's exactly um, how U.S. government yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, and, I was about and, to say, and Russia recently as well. Yeah, you know? I guess I guess they'll um, run into all the problems that standard governments uh, have. People trying to manipulate and uh, tip things in their own favor. But I mean, you know, it's it's kind of ironic that they couldn't pass a vote about making it easier to pass a vote. <laughs> um, so, well, that's not what you would want in the it, U.S. government. So that yeah, yeah I can proving, understand that. <laughs> It's proving its own point, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just looking here on the gov, the, the gov.uniswap.org, um, and it, it, yeah, it is sort of like a, like a message board almost. I guess people can sort of suggest topics and bring stuff up, and uh, and then it gets voted on from there. But that, yeah, that, that that doesn't seem to be a huge sort of focus, as far as I can tell, just skimming through it. Yeah. I do. I, I went mean, through the proposals on there a little while back, and the most interesting one to me that has been semi-working for other um, protocols is having a uh, a native pair, so like a a uni ETH token pair, which in theory would reduce sell pressure because you'd want more uni in order to contribute to the liquidity pool. Yeah, that is a little nuts that they don't that because that's the model for all those other scam finance coins that you <laughs> you pool ETH plus your scam coin and then you get more scam coin. <laughs> right? Isn't that the standard practice? Or at least, yeah, I, absolutely. To be terminologically correct, I would say it's your uh, your Ponzi <laughs> coin, not your scam coin. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's yeah, obviously more of a scam. Uh, Ponzi, <laughs> Ponzi scheme. I mean, out of those proposals, there the. I mean, are they all based on what are they based on? Just tokenomics, or is it like, can you release this? Like, is there anything that's actually sort of voting on features or um, the actual platform itself, or is uh, it just like we want another airdrop? You know, it's, it's essentially the second thing, getting another airdrop <laughs> because um, there are a couple of different protocols out there that use um, kind of like a weird either like a layer two or uh, a, an algorithm or weird thing to interact with the Uniswap um, protocol. So the one that's have been uh, proposed so far was from the uh, the Dharma IO protocol. It's uh, like a lending slash credit slash banking, whatever protocol, but they use a, a proxy smart ad contract address to interact with Uniswap. So basically none of the users from that ecosystem got their airdrop, even though they had thousands of users using Uniswap. Yeah, oh, wow. and unfortunately, unfortunately, the the people who did get those drops are probably not going to vote for more people to get them. Right? That isn't them. <laughs> well, the theory, and I agree with it, is that if you put out another airdrop, you're immediately vesting a huge chunk of tokens, and the price is going to immediately dump. So anyone currently yeah. holding the tokens is going to be like, uh, "No, I, I like my money being bigger rather than smaller." Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's like with the stimulus check too, right? Once you do number two, then then that sort of almost guarantees a third one and a fourth one, and that it that it sort of keeps going, and that probably would really sort of drop the price long term. Yeah, I'm not sure if that that would even be the right move. It's hard to say. It's hard to. I can't tell with what happens anyway. Well, I definitely it want is. some like universal basic income from a token. I I, I, could, use, I could use that. <laughs> Well, you know, Core is actually getting pretty close to 
to, to doing that for Adele P holders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're creating a platform that, you know, <laughs> you can go in there and arbitrage within itself um, just to create the volume, which then creates the fees, which you get back. Um, so there's, yeah, there's some very smart things going on in core. I know a lot of people who were um, probably stopped keeping tabs on it um, because the hype's further down, but the people who are still in it, like they're, they're working hard and that's very interesting. Actually. The, the plan is actually there to, to keep the volume going um, and the tools are there and they're, you know, continuing to release more tools that continue that volume, which in turn, you know, whether the price goes up or down, it's kind of irrelevant. It can go sideways and people are still getting a constant income out of it. Um, so, you know, and even them selling is then, you know, putting back into the, the ecosystem. So it's, um, it's, interesting watching these projects that have lost their hype but are still doing really good things and it's interesting to see people forget to check back in um you know i mean you you look at the core developers and they're just creating some amazing things like really amazing things that could be utilized within other other platforms um but they're just not because it's like oh the hype's gone you know we 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 made the clones of the bits that we liked um, and now we've moved on to the next thing. Um, but there's there's some cool stuff in there that's worth, that's certainly worth a look, you know. Yeah, All for right. sure. There's definitely been a lot of hype and, um, you know, once the hype dies down, doesn't mean that developers are, are, are stopping, they're developing in the background. You just got to wait for the next hype, right? Yeah. That's one of the hardest parts, at least for me, about this whole space is that there's so many new coins and so many exciting new things coming up that, yeah, it, it is hard to keep track of the real projects, as especially if they're making interesting developments like that. But yeah, like, I, I didn't even know that Core was uh, doing awesome stuff like that. Uh, I, guess, I guess that's why we have the group, <laughs> so we can all uh, pull the information. There's just so much information. It's an overload every single day. All right, guys. So as far as Uniswap and the Uni token, I just wanted to finish up this particular topic uh, with a price prediction. Let's go all with a end of year time frame. So I'm going to shoot this one over to. Let's start with Gooding. Where do you see Uni being price wise by the end of 2020? I'll be probably five dollars. Five dollars. I like it. All right. What about you, Eric? Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe uh, safe call from getting there. I think it is probably going to keep going up a little bit as Bitcoin rampages. So I think maybe like somewhere in the four to six range, if I had to bet, I, I don't want to do the same numbers. Gooding, so let's go with $6. Okay. Marsh McDan. Oh, man. I... Uh... I guess I'm just optimistic. I mean, if 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 Bitcoin really does break 20k, uh, just all all the normies are gonna get in, and Uniswap is on Coinbase. Like, I don't know. My brother knows about it. Like, everybody's gonna know about this coin eventually, <laughs> and they might money might just pile in. I'm hoping that it'll break that eight dollar all time high before the end of the year. All right, Laura, thoughts? Yeah, I was. I'm I'm going for more of a 450 range. I reckon it'll keep inching up to the five and then that's a really good sell point for a lot of people um i don't see it really breaking beyond that and staying staying above the five so i'm going to go for yeah 450 i reckon is is probably where it'll end up sitting 
going sideways when it does start to go sideways again. <laughs> very good, very good. And I'll hold off my prediction. I just want to go ahead and wrap us up all together with our favorite upcoming projects and or biggest, biggest hype thing you're looking forward to in the coming week of cryptocurrency. I'll start. So <laughs> I think the, it's going to be hands down coin. Um, a, uh, you know, the next DEX platform um, with, uh, with cross-chain swaps. I think that's really exciting. I know there's probably a few other projects out there, but I don't think they're as big as what this one might or could potentially be. Um, and I, I really like the idea of having them having their own native wallet as well. Um, that has just like a browser extension, just like uh, MetaMask. So I think it's really cool. Non, it's a, a doxed team. Um, most of them are from Microsoft with, uh, with a collective of experiences from Microsoft. So I think it's got a lot of promise. And a product, you know, they're launching oh, yeah. with a product. 100%. Yeah, one of the very few in the crypto space launching with a product ready to go. I'll go next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was, I was going to go with coin, but um, outside of that, I'm actually looking forward to Lambo if they actually get their, get their stuff together and get it going. You know, I like a good gaming coin, um, something that's just with fun tokenomics that you can play, really. Um, I'm, I'm quite big on those. I don't, I don't get into a lot of them at all. Um, but when they are really interesting and understandable, you know, you can... I, I've read through it a couple of times and I actually can grasp what, what it is. Um, I can have the confidence that I could actually play it and, and, and you know, hopefully gain some some gains out of it. Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a, a fun little, little game to play. I don't know that it's, it's going to last a huge amount of time because um, these things don't normally, but um, I'm looking forward to having that, that game in there amongst all the, the quality gems that have proper use cases. I think um, Lambo would be a good one. But yeah, I don't, I'm not sure when they're releasing it. Um, they keep pushing back that date. So yeah, just got to keep tabs on it. Yeah, I'll just message him then. <laughs> see what the back has to say. <laughs> uh, hopefully it comes up in the next week or so. I have some old strategies in my head that I'll need to brush up on. Okay, so that's two votes for coin on hype for next week. Let's keep going down in our snake order. Um, Marsh McDan, what you thinking of next week? Oh man, I'm 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 definitely also excited about coin. Um, yeah, if somebody can pull off this atomic swap, uh, getting Bitcoin involved in this decentralized thing, that would be that would be very exciting. Um, but I'm I'm still I I hope this also I'm I'm interested in these sort of trading games I I I was sort of hoping that uh, Piranha Finance was gonna do something interesting um, just because I also looked into them a little bit more I think I think it's a it's a cool idea to have um, a game where it's sort of more like an umbrella of of coins and each sort of like it's almost like a card game where each coin is sort of like a different card and i don't know i was i was a huge fan of magic the gathering back in the day um i, oh, I sort of yeah I, I sort of love that kind of game um and that would be pretty exciting it's a completely different sort of style of game than lambo i'm also really excited about lambo but uh sort of that sort of magic the gathering concept but with real money uh, i think i think that has huge <laughs> potential um and i i i'm yeah 
I hope the best for Piranha, but but just in general, this concept I think uh, is pretty strong, and and uh, I'm guessing we'll see it more in the future. Okay, GP, what you got? Yeah, so um, just uh, just on a point that Marsh uh, just brought up, then um, getting native Bitcoin involved. Um, well, coin is super exciting. I mean, we're all excited about it. Uh, just like one project that um, I've been putting a little bit of time into is Rune. Like I think it's. Uh, They've got plans to uh, introduce staking with with native Bitcoin, get apparently up to 70% uh, APY. So that's um, that wasn't actually going to be my pick. I just I just thought about it when uh, when Marsh uh, was mentioning it just then. But um, the actual project that I had in mind here, um, kind of going along the Bondly theme, like everyone's got so excited about Bondly recently, and then there's one just that's kind of gone under the radar a little bit, which is Terra Virtua. So it's got the, it's native collect token, which isn't out yet, but um, it's coming out, I think, sometime soon. And then they've got these cool, funky, like, uh, 3D NFTs, um, which look pretty cool. And then the native token as well has plans to do similar things to what the Bonley airdrops have. So give a lot of bonuses to people uh, who hold the token. And, like, the more tokens you hold, the more bonuses you get. And you're going to get be able to get like cool NFTs and all kinds of stuff, and I just think it's a really cool idea. Just um, kind of breaking the the cycle of just NFTs being a 2D uh, 2D kind of uh, thing. So very excited just to see if they actually like where they go with it. Um, so that that was TerraVirtua.io if anyone wants to check them out. But um, yeah, that's my pick for the. Uh, the coin that's up and coming very cool got a lot of coin a lot of lambo glad to hear a little bit of a variation in our responses and as for me i am just excited to see where bitcoin ends up this coming week got a lot of speculation as to where it'll go and i am siding with the bulls this time around and saying we hit 20k by the end of the month nice I sure hope so, but my predictions have not been super great lately. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, man. Sushi was doing well. <laughs> not $3 yet. We'll see. Oh, yeah. All right. I think that about caps it off, unless anyone has any pressing matters or incredible hype news. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the very first podcast that Adapt Crypto Crew has put out. Once again, we are... Daniel, Laura, Gooding, Marsh McDan, and Eric, aka Sheepy Meow. Well, make sure make sure you check out the Telegram and uh, the Discord and all the other awesome stuff that we have. If you randomly stumbled upon us uh, through podcast searches.
Nope. Sorry, I thought we were done. Um, I'm not sure, Daniel, if you actually mentioned yourself when you were saying everyone's names. Oh, not at the end. <laughs> <laughs> did at the beginning, though. Ah, okay, as long as you did somewhere. Yeah, uh, we, we can add that in later. Uh, fix it in. <laughs> fix it in post. Cool. We're doing it live.